middle of the day on Wednesday. Ain't that a blessing? I'm honored to be here. Uh, boy, I'm telling you, I am sandwiched in. And any preacher that's just jumping up and down with joy to get here, I, I'd like to get that back because I don't have it right now. I'm a nervous wreck, amen? I want to preach, and I live to preach, but boy, all this preaching going on makes me want to go find me a Bible and a book and study. Somebody holler amen. I mean, y'all ain't no need to lying about it. I thought I'd know a little something, but I've been sitting around here, and I'm thinking about reading my Bible again, Amen. <laughs> And uh, I want to make sure I get it right. I always call her Sister Pendergrace, but her name's Dab. The last name's Dab. Ain't that right? And uh, she told me and Brother Mark, we were sitting up there earlier when he said we was going to preach. She said, I guarantee you I'll be back. I said, praise God. How come? She said, because I want to see if you and Brother Mark can preach in 30 minutes. Amen. (laughs) And so when I'm coming to Alabama at the end of the year, I'm going to preach two hours. Somebody holler Amen. Glory to God. I do. I appreciate, I appreciate people in the church house. Don't you? Amen. Amen. And uh, we appreciate them. And I probably shouldn't have carried on a little bit there, but it'll be all right. Amen. Amen. I preached a little bit the other day out of 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, uh, dealing with some praise that we need in our churches. And, and uh, the message that God's put in my heart, I want to launch out of that verse again. And I told Brother Eric a while ago, I said, we'll know it if this is right or not, but it's what's in my heart. And uh, I'll be real honest with you. I want to go to 2 Chronicles 15 and preach on uh, about the hands and your work will be rewarded. But I I really believe the Holy Ghost wants me to go back to where I was. And uh, the, the message may not be too fitting in our natural thinking, but bear with me. And let's see what the Lord will say in about 25 or 30 minutes right here. Uh, I'll not take much time on the introduction, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We see that Paul said, be you followers of me even as I also am of Christ. Paul is saying, follow me because I'm following God. And I want to thank God. Uh, I want to say hallelujah for a man of God that has led me the right way and thank God for a dad that followed the man of God that led me the right way and now I'm trying to lead a family that way and it all goes back because somebody was willing to follow the man of God, amen and uh, this message that I'm fixing to preach uh, I thought about the words that Brother Chad I don't know if he's still in here or not but when he was saying that if anybody took his sermon like he was uh, uh, speaking down about worship, they took it wrong. And boy, that was distinct Bible pre. I'm talking about that's just good of Bible preaching as you'll hear on that worship. And so if you'll bear with me, listen close to me here. And I really believe the Lord's going to say something, even though I say that this ain't a count meeting message. But I believe, boy, there's a lot of young people here. And I'm going to show you truth if the Lord will help me. Verse number two, he said, now I praise you, brethren. So what Paul's saying is uh, I approve. I, I want to thank you. I want to honor you. 
I want to say glory to God for you, brethren. He praised the church, and I, I acknowledge to how we need to praise one another. I'm not taken away from the glory of God. I am not saying that we praise man over God. I'm not saying that we praise uh, individuals over the church or over the Lord, but I say we do need to praise one another. And so I preached about a congregational praise, and I would love to go back and expound upon that, but the Lord wants me to preach on a companion praise. And I, somebody, you'll probably say, you ought, you, you ought to preach this at a marriage conference or, or something like that. But I know God wants me to preach on a companion praise. And, and I cannot speak from a, a wife's view, so I'm going to speak from a man's view. Amen. And I want to thank God for my wife this afternoon. I want to say glory to God for my companion. Even though she's not here, uh, uh, listen, I'll leave from here and go pick her up and we'll go to church and I plan on preaching again if I'm able. Amen. And, uh, uh, so I want to, I want you to bear with me right here and everything that Brother Bo just got through talking about, uh, preaching and the, the, the story of Ruth and Boaz. The Lord might hook these up. I'm worried about it, but I hope he does. Uh, but I see that we are missing Listen a companion praise amongst our churches that I visit and preach in. By introduction, I want to say I've never seen such a bunch of whiny men in all my life. I may have to slow down here just a little bit, but I've never seen such a bunch of crybabies uh, that whines to their wife. Now, y'all bear with me. Young people, I'm preaching to everybody in here. And young people, I'm going to show you something at the end of this. It's blowed my mind. And it's a truth that God has exposed to me while I've been laying on my back about a companion. Amen. Uh, listen, thank God for a spirit-filled wife. Thank God for a godly wife. Thank God for a spirit-filled mother and a godly mother. Amen. If you'll go back and look, they will but one thing God needed to get his son here and that was a virgin lady. Somebody holler amen. I'll tell you what I see across this country is a man who walk in with a $500 suit on uh, uh, with a brand new Bible signing Bible shaking hands uh, and then there'll be a little lady come in look like little house on the prairie got a $30 cotton dress on uh, got five youngins coming in behind her uh, uh, toting a diaper bag pushing a stroke and a holding everything out and that low life saw a scandal of a man uh, listen the preacher man so to speak uh, he's a looking all glamorous I tell you that boils my blood is that alright uh, she's not a slave uh, uh, listen she's not a dog uh, uh, she's not just somebody uh, that keeps up with you uh, honey she's a help mead. I could not do what I do uh, without my glory, glorious companion that I have. I just want to preach a little bit that we ought to praise our companion. We ought to give honor to whom honor is due and give glory where glory is expected. Amen. You're going to have to bear with me. Go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 3. I'll be honest with you. I wish I could calm down just a little bit. It'd make me feel better. But I, this stuff gets on me, and I like what I feel. Amen. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 3, now I want to give you three W's real quick. 
I want us to see that our companion is a willing vessel. She is a weak vessel. And she is a worthy vessel. You dear ladies, listen to me. As I preach this, you think about your home. And you say, y'all, you sit in here the unmarried. Now listen, I, I feel real good about being here. I feel like I'm at home. If you're unmarried, would you stand up? If you're unmarried, would everybody that's unmarried, would you stand? Even in the balcony, if you're unmarried, my soul, Brother Gravely, there's more of them than they are of us. God has got something to say. I'm going to get to y'all. Y'all may think I'm not preaching to y'all, but when I get done, I'm going to show you a truth that's blowed my mind. Oh, I don't know how many hundreds this may be. I'm sure it's well over a hundred, but that's a lot of marriages. That's a fixing to happen in the next decade. I say thank God for Pastor Gravely and the Bible Baptist Church that's willing to have a meeting like this. That God the Holy Ghost could sit down in the heart of every young person in here. Hey, by the way, God's got a plan for every one of you. God's got a purpose for every one of you. And God's got a companion for every one of you. And if you'll hear and heed to the word of God this evening, ain't no telling what he'll do. You can be seated. Thank you. I am not singling a marriage out and unmarriage. I'm preaching to both of us in this thought. Now I want to say number one, we need to see that she's the weaker vessel. She is the weaker vessel. Look with me in 1 Peter chapter 3. Likewise, verse number 1, you wives, being subjected unto your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, who's, ad- who's adorning, who's adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of plating of the hair and of wearing of gold or putting on of apparel. And I understand what that's saying. And it's still all right. You women can dress up. Somebody holler amen. I like it when mama dresses up. Is everybody okay? Y'all go ahead and loosen up and nod your little heads at me. I like it when I've been gone all week and I come home and she's waiting on me and praise God she looks like she's going to church but we're going out on a date is that all right is that okay y'all somebody help me just a minute and uh, I say glory to God give me about 30 minutes and I'll get me a I'll get me I'll get my blue jeans on and my boots somebody holler amen and I only wear my blue jeans on special occasions I wear overhauls any other time verse number four I better get to preaching I feel like I may quit preaching and go home somebody holler amen he said but let it be hidden in man of the heart. Oh, did y'all hear that? But let it be in the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God in a great price. Are y'all hearing uh, some instructions of what kind of a companion we ought to have? Oh, thank God for a quiet and meek spirit. For after the manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in a subjection under their own husband. Boy, I like this verse right here. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham. Oh, we'll tire that up if we ain't careful. I'm calling him Lord. You let me tell you how to, family, how to have a family feud on Sunday morning, preacher, when you're sitting there, look at mama and say, just call me master. Amen. Uh, uh, somebody help me. I mean, praise God. When she comes walking through there, Saying, you know I'm your Lord. Had right there get business picked up in your half. Try that. Amen. Y'all know I'm setting y'all up. 
You don't tell a lady, especially your wife, to call you Lord. Amen. I'm talking about now. She calls me a lot of things. Uh, y'all, it's all right. My, I got a home just like y'all got too. Every now and then, mama says preacher. And when mama says preacher, I listen up. When she says honey and daddy and John and all that, it's sort of normal. But when she says preacher, I tune both ears in because she's got something to say. Amen. And by the way, well, I better get off of that. Uh, Sarah called Abraham Lord. So I said, Becca, you ought to call me Lord. Boy, that went over like a lead balloon. Uh, but watch this, whose daughters you are, as long as you do well and not afraid. And you know what? I can also show you that Abraham hearkened on the voice of his wife. Boy, we don't want to preach on that, do we? Amen. Oh, let's get off of that. Verse number seven. Uh, verse number six, uh, verse number seven. Likewise, watch this. I'm trying to be serious here. Likewise, your husbands dwell with them according to knowledge. We're supposed to have some knowledge right here, men. We're supposed to have some knowledge, men. According to knowledge. Watch this. Giving honor. Giving honor. Giving honor unto the wife. As unto the weaker vessel. Now you women, you're going to think I'm throwing you on the bus, but y'all stay with me. Listen, y'all weak because the Bible said you're weak. And that's just how God set it up. You're the weaker vessel. But I got to stand flat footed in this pulpit and preach the truth. That I have more spirit filled women in my church than I do men. I got more spirit-filled, sainted women that's in love with Jesus than I do men. I got spirit-filled men. I got Holy Ghost men. But there's some ladies down there that I pastor. Honey, they're at church 45 minutes early making sure the place is looking good and smelling good. I got one little saint of God. She gets there nearly an hour before service and she walks around and prays for every pew. She's been doing it since I met her pastor. Oh, thank God for some spirit-filled women. But we need some spirit-filled men that'll be a real man of God and give honor to who honors you. Boy, this is not a count meeting message bar with me. Now, I heard that preacher the other night. I just met him, stirred my soul. And he made this statement, and it's right. Problem in our churches is because of problems in the home problem our society's problem in the home i'm suit and tie pastor preacher evangelist worker whatever i mean i'm a plumber one day and a preacher the next amen but i'm telling you i got problems just like everybody else has got problems and I'm telling you, the devil's after my home. The devil's after your home. Brother Blue's one of my heroes. I don't know if he's still here or not, but he's one of my heroes. He said, I'm not near ignorant enough. And he used the word stupid and he didn't want to, but he said it. And he made real discreet of it. He said, I'm not near ignorant enough that the devil could devour mine. And I thought if a man of God talked like that, God help me to go find me a corner and pray. And so I need to give honor and realize she is the weaker vessel. But it's my honor. And can I say glory to God in my flesh? Let me praise God. Hold my head up high. Let me go work two jobs if I have to. And let me provide for my wife. And listen, I'm not throwing you women under the bus if you have to work. I understand I got a lot of working ladies in my church. But if it's all possible, she can still stay home. Am I all right preaching like that? Ain't nobody preaching like this no more. Honey, I'm glad I, I'm raising a daughter. And I don't want her to seek a career. I want her to seek God. I want her to find a man that'll take care.
I am not saying it's a sin for a woman to work. I'm not throwing you precious ladies on the bus if you work. Is everybody okay? Boy, the devil's crawling on me right now. I mean that. Don't take that wrong. But if we can keep our wives home and they can raise babies, I say glory to God. Let's let them stay home and let them keep that. We don't hear this no more. I was raised on this. This was what I was told. This was what was preached to me. Daddy, go get a job and take care of mama. Hi, if this generation don't even know where to wear their blue jeans. Amen. I got a little couple come to my church. He don't show up, but every now and then, she's working two jobs. He lays up in the bed, plays his little old video games. Somebody said, what do you say about that? If I told y'all, y'all would probably break fellowship with me. I think they ought to drag him out by his ears. Somebody help me. You're hateful, preacher. No, drag him out by his ears. Roll him around in the gravel driveway. Amen. And tell him to go get a job and take care of his wife. Amen. Is that all right? That ain't hateful preaching. That's Bible preaching. And so she's the weaker vessel. And we need to take care of her. Now, if you work, ladies, praise God. So you men, if your wife's working and you're working and you come home, I'm in trouble. And you throw your feet up and you go to hollering more tea. Ma'am, get the tea jug and go pour it over his head. I mean, if she's worked eight hours and you worked eight hours, and by the way, my mom and daddy both work. My mom and daddy cook breakfast together. My mom and daddy wash clothes together. My mom and daddy folded clothes together. My mom and daddy swept mopped. Is everybody all right? That's the kind of atmosphere I was raised in. We was in the kitchen. Mom and daddy's are cooking. Supper comes home. Mama, she'd get off of work at 3.30 from the school. We'd be home. Supper would be cooked. And daddy went off. I, I was taught to carry my plate in the sink. I'm a, I'm a, we, we, no girls raised in our home, but we all know how to wash clothes, fold clothes, iron clothes, sweep the floor, mop the floor. Dust, is everybody okay? You kids think you got it bad. You might ought to thank God you got a mama and a daddy under the same roof that's really your mama and daddy and you fold a load of clothes and shout, they're teaching you how how to fold a load of clothes. All right, all right. I seen them do everything together. So y'all work together, come home and work together and don't turn her into your slave. All right, time flies, boy. Genesis 24. Genesis 24. I believe y'all speed that thing up when I get up here. Genesis 24. All right, we see she's a weaker vessel. I had three points on that. We're going to skip them. Amen. She's the weaker vessel. Let's take, let's take knowledge and let's give honor to whom honor is due. Number two, she's a willing vessel. Uh, Abraham, I'm, I'm not going to read it all. I wish I could tell a story like Brother, brother what's his name? Bo, Brother Bo, Brother Bo Wagner. I'm going to try that, but not in front of y'all because he just done it. Amen. I'm going back and preaching Ruth like that. I guarantee you. And I'm going to turn the email off and the TV off. I'm going to turn it all off. I'm going to try that at my place. Amen. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, me. I'm, I'm sorry, Brother Gravely. All right. It's afternoon. Half of y'all sleepy. Half of y'all don't even want to be here. So let's just act like we're enjoying this. Amen. I'm tired too. I ain't going to lie to you. We've heard more preaching today than most people here in a whole 10 years. Amen. All right. Abraham said, Won't you go get Isaac, my, my son, a bride? And you'll find, said, how are we going to know? He sent his servants, said, I ain't got time to read all that. I ain't got time to show them three thoughts. But anyhow, I want to get over in verse 58 of Genesis 24. And when Rebecca watered the camels and took care of all them, they come to her and, and I'm going to act like Brother Bo, right? I'm joking, amen. And they get them all drummed up and everything and said, I want to tell you something. Said, there's a man waiting on you and, and will you go? And Rebecca said, I will go. Oh, Ain't it amazing that she's not just a weaker vessel, but she's a willing vessel. Rebecca's willing to leave everything and go because she's willing for God's will. Now watch this. Now I need y'all to hear me something. You ladies, y'all got something that a man don't have. And if you men got this, I don't even want to talk to y'all. Absolutely 100% guarantee you ain't got enough of money. To make me change my last name. I'm a bona fide Dorsey without any shame or apology. I'm John Dorsey. Are y'all hearing me, boy? You didn't ever get you a girl and she wants you to buy her last name? Mm. 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 And they, some of these old cowards doing it. This ain't John Collins. This is John David Dorsey in the flesh, 200 and some odd, none of your business, amen. But 51 pounds lighter than I used to be. Hey, glory to God. Huh? My wife grabbed me the other day and she said, you're just getting so dainty. I said, what's that? Huh? She said, you're starting to feel old. I, we'll, we'll get off of that, Amen. Watch this. She's willing to change her life's name, sir. She's willing to bear your life's name, sir. You might ought to drop your head and thank God and give you somebody to bear your name. Oh, hallelujah. Can I tell you, in the eyes of society, honey, we're in a generation there is hardly no marriages anymore, but marriage is honorable and the bed is undefiled. We ought to still preach holy matrimony. We ought to still declare the truth. God help us to realize how willing she really is to change her name. Now, I ain't gonna preach on all that, but I'm glad I'm willing to change my name with him. Because he changed my name. All right, we're, going, we're not going to preach him three thoughts because I'm running out of time. First Samuel. First Samuel. I'm going to show you this. I ain't going to lie, Brother Grab. I'm going to do honor. I preach against what I've done the other day. I preached over my 20 minutes and I preach against. I got a bunch of preachers and I tell them, let's go, you sit down a minute before. I got to hurry because I got to abide by my own preaching. And that's hard. Easy preaching, hard living. She's a weaker vessel. She's a willing vessel. But she's a worthy vessel. And I said, God, where do you want me to go in the scriptures to preach about that worthy vessel? And he carried me to 1 Samuel 1, where Penanai had children and Hannah had no children. 
Now, y'all listen to me. If you don't get nothing I preach, you need to get this. I'm going to show you the truth. Listen to me, unmarried. Listen to me, married. And Samuel, what did Elkanah do to Hannah? Wasn't it Elkanah? Yes. Boy, I've had Azariah. I've had Asa and Azrael on my mind. I don't need Azariah married to Hannah. Hey, by the way, that's Abednego, and Asa was the king. That's what's on my mind, but I've got to preach what's in my heart. Y'all with me? So Elkanah gives Hannah a worthy portion. And this is where the Holy Ghost told me to go to preach on she's a worthy vessel. So I looked that word worthy up in, in, in 1 Samuel 1 and 5. Y'all going to lose me. How many of y'all study Webster's and Strong's Concordance? I'm going to give y'all some Hebrew. Y'all ready? You know what that word worthy means right here, worthy portion? It's going to blow your mind. Don't even sound right. And I don't believe, the, I don't believe our writers are wrong. You know what it means? Nostril. Nose. Face. And I sat down and I pulled my commentaries up and I couldn't find nobody saying nothing about it. And so I'm going to tell you what I've done. I'm hurrying. I'm going to tell you what I've done. I sat at my desk for probably over two hours. And I said, Holy Ghost, you told me to preach on that worthy vessel with Hannah. And God, how can I preach that? I sat there over two hours. And I said, Holy Ghost, please speak to me. Tell me. Now, here's what the Holy Ghost showed me. And please don't nobody fall out with me. If y'all don't get nothing I preach, would you please get this on a companion praise? If she's a worthy vessel, if you didn't have a nose, sir, what would you look like? Take your nose off your face. Y'all, come on. I'm still preaching. I'm fixing to show you the truth that blowed my mind. Holy Ghost showed this to me. You'd look goofy without a nose, wouldn't you? Ain't that right? You know what it means? Y'all go study. Hebrew word 639. Hoff. <laughs> How many of y'all wanted to holler that at your wife? <laughs> Brother Tim said he'd never cussed. Man, he's, I, I, y'all need to pray for me. <laughs> Morgan, you're a redneck and don't even know it. You hear me? I appreciate that man of God preaching like that. Help me. Huff! Huff! Had to keep you from saying bad words. Somebody holler. Amen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what huff means? Nostril, nose, face, person. And then I got to reading in the full definition a breathing. A place to breathe. And you know what God showed me? That my wife is greater than the nose on my face. But she's a lot like that. Don't lose me right here. Because that's how I breathe. She's my very breath. Are y'all all right? You study me. Hebrew word 639 in your strongs. Backs up 1 Samuel 1. Now watch this. Sir, when I think of some mighty men of God, you, you had brother Sammy Allen standing, I thought about Sister Jimmy. Think about Sister Georgia. Think about Sister Nolita. 
She's the place, brother, you breathe. Amen. She's the very breath. Yes. It's, a, it's strange preaching, but I believe you, brother. Yes. You listen to me, girls. Don't you sell yourself short because God has a breath for you to breathe. And there's a man, if he'll be right with God, that he'll worship the ground you walk on. <laughs> and God will... No, that word face... I'm just going to say it. When people see my wife in town, you know who they see? Me. Face. Does that make any sense? Boy, the Holy Ghost made perfect sense to me. If I could preach it like he put it in my heart. Boys, God has a girl for you that'll be like the nose on your face. It'll produce great breathing for you. <laughs> It'll be a place that you can breathe. Listen, I'm gone over 300 nights a year, Brother Blue. I'm, you pull my record. I'm, I'm gone from her over 300 nights a year. <laughs> and when Friday night gets over, I get my dry clothes on and I drive home. You know why? Because if I can get to that house, it's a place that I can just sit down and breathe. It's a place that I can just rest. I want to say to every married couple in here, home ought to be a place to where you can just breathe. <laughs> She's a worthy vessel. God help us to give our companion praise. I'm fixing to sit down. I'm fixing to sit down. 20 years we've been married. Don't talk about this much, but I've already buried one. And in the day when I didn't talk about it, God had me to talk about it at Bible Baptist one night. I've been asked to go all over this country, and I've had to tell them no. And God hid me for over 20 years before he let me talk about it. And how I know, you get your breath took from you. You won't treat her as bad. Some of you men that think you're just the daddy rabbit and you're the you're the head honcho and you're the boss. That don't go that don't go with my Bible. She's a weaker vessel and it's an honor for me to take care of her. Oh God help. I've done buried one, I've done laid one in the ground, and I don't never, ever, ever want to do that again. I don't even like to talk about it. And I don't talk about it unless God makes me talk about it. And somebody said, you think that's the will of God. Only way I can say it was is because I believe my Bible. And you'll never convince me that God took a good one to heaven and left a bad one. And here I am. But oh, two years later, God sent me a Rebecca from the other side of the desert. <laughs> And she's the very breath that I breathe. You better hear me, husbands. I know it's ain't a camp meeting message, but it's what God told me to preach. Yes, sir. You ought to go back home and tell her you're sorry. If you somebody help me. I'll never forget the day that I got right with my wife. God wanted to carry my church to another level, and I had to get right with my wife. I was taking care of everybody. I was taking care of everybody. I was the big pastor. 
was the big evangelist, boy. I was putting out everybody's fire and saving everybody's home. And my little old wife was standing at the glass door. And my little boy was looking over that window. And he was a crying when daddy come home, changed suits and left again. I'll never forget putting that car back in reverse. Turning around, going in down the living room of my house. And saying, Becca, I'm sorry. I'm going to stay right here and take care of my home. Hallelujah to God. What a day, what a day, what a day. When old preacher Dorsey got right with God with his wife. And I know preaching like this puts my home under a magnifying glass and a bullseye for the devil. And y'all pray for me. But it's been a better place to live and a better place to breathe when I got right with my family. And I started honoring my wife like God wanted me to honor her. I'm sorry, that's 427. Let's stand. He's going to play. Hey, some of you, I, every unmarried person in here, I encourage you to get on this high.